And we're back. I just burped. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. 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 Welcome back to the Content Swap Podcast after a two-week hiatus. I don't even know how to podcast anymore. I know, for real. Uh, Well, what's new? What are the the updates? Last two weeks, what's been going on? (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Yeah? Tell me about it. It's been chaotic. Well, I went out of the country for a vacation. That's right. You went to Mexico? Yes. I went to my cousin's wedding, which was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, came back and then you had COVID. <laughs> yeah, that happened. You didn't even go out of the country and you got COVID. Yeah, I think I went to the twerp show in Richmond, Virginia. That's T-W-R-P. Um, and most definitely got COVID from going there. Um, yeah. And now we're recording this uh, today, probably the same day that we're going to post it, just because uh, I had to be sure that I was all good uh, up until today. Yeah, I didn't want to be near you. Yeah. I was like, you. I've caught up on a lot of stuff, though. Well, sort of. Like entertainment stuff? Yeah, sort of. I mean, I could have caught up on a bunch of shows, but instead, you know, when you're sick... You got to have like some kind of outlet and my outlet was watching a bunch of Jackie Chan movies. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you caught like you watched a bunch of stuff and because we weren't watching the things we usually watch together. Mm-hmm. I also got to watch all the stuff that I've been putting off mm. just because like we don't have time because like normally we're watching like Stranger Things and then we're watching Survivor and mm-hmm. it's like we're always watching something together. Right. So then I got to watch other things without you <laughs> play some games well yeah i mean i yeah it was definitely the game playing that i probably caught up the most but you know otherwise like i wasn't trying to watch a bunch of jackie chan movies i just mm-hmm. had a, got in a rabbit hole got into a rabbit hole yeah i watched rumble in the bronx on mm-hmm. thursday and then mm-hmm. it just it, this this happens every time i watch a jackie chan movie it's like i can't just watch one i have to go watch a few and then i just happened to watch six so you know it is what it is mm-hmm. fun yeah but uh yeah you 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 got to go out of the country and mm-hmm. didn't get covid so that's that's great it sounds like terrible it sounds like <laughs> i just left you here <laughs> no no. Like you went on vacation and I caught COVID. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you know, I was I was home. I was catching up on my content and things and then yeah. and then you came back and then I got COVID and then it was, you know, more content, I guess, for me. So, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I've had all the time to catch up on games and stuff. I just finished Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD and Super Mario 3d world the uh the bowser's fury side game uh i I just beat both of those this morning so and i've been playing those like all week so yeah you know it's i'm I'm content i get to move on to new things Mm -hmm. greener pastures all that Mm -hmm. well anyway uh we have a podcast to record so who is first i think you get to start first it's me all right so two weeks ago you assigned me the Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, which or is... Awkward Black Girl for short. Or just Awkward Black Girl, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, Which is a YouTube show created by Issa Rae. 
as far as I understand, it's like the first thing that she ever made. Uh, or I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's a YouTube show before, yeah. before, I mean, well before I knew who she was, she mm-hmm. was making this, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, the show is about her, well, her character's name is Jay and she works for a, uh, gut busters. Gut, yeah. She works for <laughs> gut busters, which is a company that's like selling some yeah. diet pill, uh, to try and bust your gut. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just a made up thing. Um, yeah, that's not really important at all, but she has a few coworkers. There's, uh, a, who she had previously hooked up with while drunk, which is just a thing that gets brought up throughout the show. Um, she just recently broke up with D and then D doesn't work there though, does he? No, no, no. Um, What's the name of the guy that does work there that she's all... If I'm being honest, I, I don't keep up with the names of the oh, different characters. Okay. I know them by, like, their distinct qualities. <laughs> right. Well, that's not good. How are we going to refer to him? Um, I, I completely forgot Are you talking about the name. one that she likes? The yeah. She likes? I think his name's also Jay. Cause there's like, no, 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 no. That's there... White Jay. She likes right, White, White Jay. Jay. Oh, who I is friends with like... that guy. She doesn't work with White Jay. I'm talking about the guy that she does work with. I thought his name was also Jay, and that's why no. she separated it as White Jay. <laughs> like, no, her white name Jay. is Jay. Right. And she's black. Right. That's why uh, he's White Jay. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know his name. Okay. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I don't know. This is going to bug me. I Well, I'll look it up uh, as I'm talking. But so, yeah, she works for Gutbusters. She works with this guy whose name we don't uh, know. And then she works with Nina, who's kind of like the office uh a a hole (laughs) yeah she's the worst um and then her girl Cece, who becomes friends with her fred that's the guy's name his name is fred his name is fred what all right that's okay (laughs) i can get back on track now okay yeah so she likes fred and she works with fred fred is also kind of hooking up with nina a little bit or like nina's trying to like rub his attention in jay's face mm-hmm. uh i yeah. think they're just friends but like nina's trying to like get with him right and right. obviously she's like she hates jay so she's like right. trying to like flaunt that in her face right so okay there's there's jay there's a there's <laughs> <laughs> there's d the ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. nina mm-hmm. fred mm-hmm. then there's darius who is the guy that just like whispers every time he talks. He's never saying anything. He's just like. He actually says stuff. If you listen closely, he says things. You can hear it. You can hear what he's saying. I love it. It's I don't know so if the microphone funny. picked up any of that, but yeah, it is. No, he's probably my favorite. Just like every anytime yeah. he's doing anything is hilarious. It's so funny, and they're all their faces. They're like, "What is he saying?" What is he saying? Yeah, but then some people will just totally understand what he says. Yeah. Be like Darius, what do you think? He'll be like. <laughs> and be like i agree with darius <laughs> um or there's an episode 
where I mean I haven't really gotten into kind of what the show is really like and whatnot, but there is there is an episode where uh, they're having a party and Darius is the DJ and he's got like the microphone and he's saying all these I think it's Fred's birthday so he's like saying all this stuff about Fred and he's on the microphone and he's just like <laughs> and Fred is like thanks man and he's like smiling he's all happy. Uh, yeah. So at that party, uh, Jay meets white Jay mm-hmm. who is friends with Fred mm-hmm. and he's, yeah, he's a white guy and he's also awkward. And then they start to like date. I mean, the overall show itself is just like, she's working at this place. She's awkward. It's, I mean, literally misadventures of awkward black girl mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show. She says, I was told that being uh, awkward and being black were like the two worst things in the world. And so like, this is my life. And yeah, so she's just, she's got this internal monologue the whole time, kind of like reflecting on just like awkward scenarios, like things that you just are super relatable. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's one about like the long hallway where you, you see somebody at the end of the hallway and you're both (laughs) walking past each other. And it's like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that was incredibly like, I have that happen with our neighbors sometimes. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to look everywhere, but their existence until, until we're close enough. <laughs> and then I'll acknowledge them and give them a little smile or yeah. like, uh, hi. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she discovers that her coworker CC is also awkward and then they become friends and then they're friends mm-hmm. for like the entire show. It's, Two seasons on YouTube. They're both seasons are like ten ep- or eleven episodes long. It was first made in twenty twelve, I think. Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I took the day off of work, um, not to watch this, but because I was sick. Uh, but pretty much, like most of what I was watching was this that day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. If you don't know Issa Rae, she has a show on Insecure called... You mean uh, <laughs> She has a show on HBO called Insecure. There we go. Nailed it. Um, yeah, she has a show on HBO called Insecure that just ended recently. Um, Tears. Like, and I feel like there's a hole in my heart. <laughs> yeah. And I'm... I, I mean, I, I got vibes that, like, this was kind of the, the precursor to Insecure. Like, mm-hmm. she she raps in the mirror a lot uh, in both shows. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's rapping in the mirror in uh, Awkward Black Girl specifically. But, she you know, she's, like, writing her own rhymes and, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. venting about her life that way and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely felt like watching this that there were, you know, early ideas Mm -hmm. at play and i was really i was really impressed for the fact that this is like a youtube show and especially in the first season the audio quality is like really bad Mm -hmm. that the story beats like the way that it's written and the way that it's edited are really well done Mm -hmm. to convey the story that Mm -hmm. is being told and i think that really speaks to why she ended up getting an hbo show because Mm -hmm. like she was just clearly really good at doing this Mm -hmm. 
And I, I wonder if she even like knew she was good at doing this or like what her thing was before yeah. this. So no. <laughs> so I, cause I wanted to get a little background. So basically this is kind of like a segue into Insecure. There's a lot of stuff that like overlaps. Like for example, the rapping, that is what you see in Insecure. Mm-hmm. Basically the whole premise of like following this girl who's kind of awkward, kind of weird, um, throughout her like workplace throughout her dating relationships that's essentially what insecure is Mm -hmm. insecure might it's a little bit more mature um Mm -hmm. and it it develops a lot more obviously because it's like a actual big show um but yeah but she said that when she she had so while she created awkward black girl she was working at like a non-profit Mm -hmm. um which again kind of ties to insecure because her character works in a non-profit working for a non-profit yeah Um, she was working with a nonprofit and on the side was like creating web series and doing like videography work for like weddings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said she had been pitching to a lot of networks and they kept shutting her down and wouldn't kind of give her the platform to do what she wanted. So that's what led her to create Awkward Black Girl. And she was like, I just wanted to put out something that was what I wanted to see on TV. Yeah. And she was like, I had no clue what I was doing. Like we had no budget we had nothing like we had to just like kind of scrap around for things she's like i would cast off like craigslist like i for the bar for like in the in awkward black girl the boss is like this white woman yeah <laughs> um which um. <laughs> is also that kind of character is the same that you see in insecure yeah yeah, yeah. I know, um funny. and she was like yeah i put it out on craigslist three white like white women like asked you know what is this and like the one that ends up being in the show was the only one that was like sure why not i'll do it (laughs) wow like so she really had no tools no resources and like really just like no at least full understanding of like how to create a show right um but she is a great creator and her ideas are amazing and i love that HBO finally gave her the platform to like flesh out this this web series of all of all the networks like hbo like dang because mm-hmm. that's that's like top tier television right yeah there. yeah so that really speaks to the talent that she mm-hmm. was able to display and i think it wouldn't have worked it wouldn't have worked well anywhere else because no. you needed a place like hbo that would like fully let her dive into what she wanted right. to dive into like and unfiltered. not censor things yeah. yeah not filter things um and yeah i just i love so much that she became who she became i feel like I'm such an ESO stan. <laughs> like, I feel like everyone in my life knows that because I was there before Insecure, like, came out. Oh um, I really love... I mean, I was. I really was. I remember when Insecure was coming out, I had seen the web series, and I was hyping that mess up. Every person in my life who watches Insecure, it's because I was like, sit down and watch this. Like, this is such a great show. That's fair. I mean, did I ever tell you that, you know been a big fan of donald glover since uh the Derek comedy days actually i think i did mention <laughs> I was like, that you in, have. The second, <laughs> in the second podcast episode yeah but like that, we all like, have our people yeah it's just like i find her so empowering and so amazing and just like such a great role model and to give us such a great piece of culture that had not been done before in this sort of way of course there's like been black shows that have been amazing i don't want to discredit that but um but yeah, just, I don't know. And and she has really, like, she has hooray, like, media. Right. Where she really just, like, brings in black content creators and, like, gives them resources to do whatever they want, which is really, really cool. I love that. Sorry, I just, like, and went I, on, stood on my soapbox. <laughs> all good. Uh, I mean, Issa Rae is incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. This show, despite it being, like, 
a YouTube show with no budget is hilarious. It's mm-hmm. entertaining to watch. Yeah. And Insecure, seen all of it. Love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you get back up on that soapbox whenever you want. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, in the story, she meets White Jay, and that's kind of like a bit... So, her, her ex was black, um, and she's never dated a white guy, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So... She gets asked out on a date. I, I don't remember the details of like how they ended up going on a date, mm-hmm. but she gets asked out on a date. She knows she's got a date. And so her friend Cece is like, oh, I'm like the white guy expert. Like, you know, what kind of date is it? She's like, oh, we're going out to dinner. And she's like, whoa, a date with a white guy after 3 p.m.? He really likes you. <laughs> that episode is so funny to me. Like, first of all, Cece is a mess. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, the w- thing she was saying, she was like, oh, white guys are so casual. Like, you have to dress casual. Do not dress up. Like, <laughs> I was cracking me up. I was like, oh, where is she gosh. getting this from? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that whole thing was just that was hilarious. Um, so yeah, I mean, from there they you know they just kind of they go on dates and stuff, and it's just like random little episodes about random little things. Yeah, can we talk about their first date though? <laughs> yeah, what uh, it seems like so long ago in the context of everything I've seen. So what yeah, was the first date? So remember. White Jay takes her first to this, like, soul food place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, so they, like, go to this soul food place, and Jay, like, internally is like, why would he, br- like, is he bring- is he trying to feed the black woman, like, fried chicken? Like, what is going on? Ooh. And so then he takes her after that to a spoken word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the spoken word. <laughs> and all the people who are, like, participating in this spoken word, oh, yeah. they're, like, talking, like, bad about, like, white folks. And, like, it's just, it's a yeah. mess. And she's, like, this is the worst date. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> one one woman had, like, a whole poem about, like, interracial relationships <laughs> and being, like, totally against it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was so awkward. Like, it's so cringy. And you're just sitting there, like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you feel her like just you feel her frustration and after that they like go outside and she was like seriously what was that like why would you take me to these places especially because at the same place they were going to be having donald glover yeah performing yeah she's like oh my god i love him and he's like no actually we're going to spoken word (laughs) and he's wearing a suit and she's wearing like exercise clothes (laughs) i know know. and she's like oh what like this is like stereotyped like black activities like what are you doing and then she, yeah she was like we could have got sushi i love sushi he's like me too oh my gosh <laughs> yeah but they make up and it's all great but yeah yeah and they just kind of are together for like the entire show yeah i yeah. love white jay i love his character he's so sweet yeah no, I despite like that train wreck wreck of a of a date of a first date yeah <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of just like funny little things that happen. Like the guy that plays A, uh, A is the coworker that she slept with when she was drunk one night. Um, and he's like, he's this dude with glasses. He's like, oh yeah, now we're in love. <laughs> or like. That's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Or like the, after they, after they like sleep together, he's like, 
This is the first day of the rest of our lives. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so funny because clearly the dude that's playing him is like an attractive dude. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's pretending to be like this gross, creepy guy (laughs) that also has glasses. Mm -hmm. So like... Yeah, I think it's in the second season, or maybe it's the first season, I'm not sure. Um, she's recounting the night where they slept together, and she's, like, had too many drinks, and then, like, he's going up to her, and, like, through her, like, drunk vision, he's, like, he doesn't have his glasses on, he's, like, hey, <laughs> and he's, like, all sexy and stuff. <laughs> um, but then you see it, what it's actually like, and it's, like, um, but, yeah, no, that's, I just... It's it's so simple, but it's Mm -hmm. it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think in the season one finale, they actually do meet Donald Glover. Mm -hmm. Um, They go to like his show, Mm -hmm. and then YJ gets uh, like backstage for them to meet Donald Glover. And uh, in that whole exchange, Donald Glover, well, Donald Glover's like being a really cool guy, yada yada. Like you know, Issa's a big fan. And then White Jay's like, also, like, your family's super talented. Like, your dad, love all the Lethal Weapon movies. And he's, he thinks, he thinks that Danny Glover is Donald Glover's dad. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, and so that was, that was great and hilarious. And also relatable because when I found out who Donald Glover was, I was like, oh, is he related to Danny Glover? Like, that's what I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure so many people have wondered that. That's funny. Yeah. But, like, it's cool to see, like, Donald Glover doing this as well. Especially Mm -hmm. in, like, 2012. I think he was doing, like, community and some rap at the time. But, like, again, I knew him originally from Derek Comedy, which was also a YouTube show. So, Mm -hmm. like, it makes sense that he would be involved with this Mm -hmm. in whatever capacity. Yeah, that's so interesting. Do you think that YouTube content now could have the same kind of career outcomes for people i mean it depends i don't see a lot of modern day youtubers well i don't well i mean there's there are youtube shows but that's a lot of it feels like just that like a youtube show Mm um i mean we call like youtube is just kind of blown up especially just in terms of general quality of content Mm -hmm. and you know everybody's saturated yeah, I mean, it's very saturated, but you can find a video on anything. And mm-hmm. everybody's YouTube profile is called their YouTube channel. Like, it's it's basically like television now, but anybody mm-hmm. can post. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, anything can happen. Anybody can... Mm-hmm. I mean, Hot Ones created their own YouTube That's show. True. And then, then they get their own, like, game show. And yeah. that was, like, on network television. So... Yeah, that's true. Like anybody can really, it, I guess that's watching this makes me feel like, oh yeah, like, you know, just pick up my camera and just make something, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what might happen. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess like looking at the modern state of YouTube, like, yeah, like you could be super su- successful if you make the right videos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll end up on HBO, but like, you know, everybody's different. Yeah, I think that's what I mean. Like, I know you can, I mean, obviously there's influencers are like a big thing you can like and youtube is a big thing where you can like make a lot of money off of the content that you put on youtube but i feel like that's different than like um 
like how we've seen like the maybe Donald Glover. World. Yeah, like how we've seen Donald Glover and like Ace of Ray start off on YouTube and then like now they're big names in Hollywood type of thing. Right. Um, I mean, everybody's everybody's different, you know. Like I feel like a lot of YouTubers that I grew up kind of watching have tried to kind of break into Hollywood in some way, shape, or form, and it yeah. just hasn't worked. I mean, I don't think all of them belong in Hollywood, you know. Of course, yeah, of so, course, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think there are some YouTubers that, yeah, or just some people that get started on YouTube that, like, totally mm-hmm. work in that, like, Hollywood high production space. Mm-hmm. Because they're that they're that talented, or they're just like the right person mm-hmm. for it, or you know whatever. Yeah. They have the right experience, right work ethic, whatever. Um, but and then I think that there are some people that just like don't belong in that, but they're still entertaining. So let them have their YouTube show if they're yeah. making money. Off no, of, of course. I think what I, where I'm getting at is like I wonder for someone who is interested in being in Hollywood and interested in like being a director, being a producer, that sort of thing. Mm. How many of those people are putting out content on YouTube to try and get into that kind of field? Yeah, no, that's, um, that's a good question. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like now I feel like. I don't know. I feel like a lot of, I don't know, because I don't know this world. So I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm just wondering, like, how many people are like, I'm interested in getting to this point Mm -hmm. in Hollywood. Let me throw some things on YouTube. Let me put my content there. Or if there's other kind of ways to navigate that. Right. I think that if you want to get into the Hollywood world, not like I know anything, right? Not like I work in... But or like if you want to get into Hollywood, I think we have you, all the answers. <laughs> but I think it would stand to reason that if you want to get into Hollywood and you want to be an actor, you want to be a producer, you want to edit, like whatever, you know, like start somewhere. Yeah. Don't just say, oh, I'm trying to aim for this big thing, but I'm not going to do the YouTube thing because that would just like look ridiculous on me. Like, no, that's that's dumb. If right. you really care about it and you're passionate about it, then yeah, post on YouTube and show people what you've got. And at the end of the day, like it's just practice, mm-hmm. uh, if anything. So yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. Like I think definitely if somebody wants to be that next like best actor or whatever, like, go act in freaking YouTube, whatever. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the first time I ever saw Randall Park in anything was on a YouTube show that, like, somebody... That he just got, like, hired to be a part of. And now he's on, like, Young Rock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of all the things you I could mean, have mentioned it's in. the only thing I've seen him in recently. <laughs> he was in WandaVision. So he's in, like, Marvel stuff, and he's acting beside yeah. The Rock, being, like, The Rock's BFF yeah. in The Rock's TV show about his own life. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. You go, Randall Park. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Well, he had he did Fresh Off the Boat as well. Yeah. Yeah. But when did he start on YouTube? Was I first saw ago? him on YouTube was like 2010. Right. So that's like, I feel like in the 2010s, 15, through like 15 sort of, I feel like that was like the prime way, because maybe it wasn't as saturated, but now with YouTube well, being so saturated, yeah, it's like, can that same kind of thing is that same kind of thing happening to the extent that we saw it back then? I, I mean, probably not. But I mean, I still think that if people want to make stuff, that they oh, should for just sure. get on YouTube. For sure, and yeah. And just make stuff. Yeah. Um, there's probably some modern day example of some kid or actor or whatever mm-hmm. that like started on YouTube relatively recently and is now like super popular that I just can't think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some that just like... <clears throat> don't um 
like King Batch. That's a good example. Um, I hate his acting. I'm sorry. I mean, he's not he's not a good actor. I thought he was really funny on. Sorry, King Batch, if you're listening. I know. <laughs> he's not listening, he's but, not, like, but like, I hate to say that. <laughs> but like, you know, he was really funny on Vine back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he still makes content. He seems to be doing well for himself. He's mm-hmm. had like background roles and random things and whatnot, but he's just like not breaking through to, you know, bigger yeah. superstar stardom. <laughs> if that's even what he um, wants. But it's like, I, you know, I don't think, what would you say? I said, if that's even what he wants. If that's, <laughs> it, I mean, if the, it seemed like at one point, like that's yeah. what he was, you know, he's trying, he's trying to break to his there. way into Hollywood and he didn't. And it's like, you know, I don't think I would have even wanted to see him there. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. No, I definitely agree. I think anyone should who's like passionate about content creating and whatever sense that is should definitely just like put their work out there. Yeah, because you never know what can come of it. Um, yeah, Logan and you Paul, get feedback from it. Logan Paul did a oh no some YouTube we don't need that <laughs> red movies. We don't need that at all. No. Uh, the thinning, I think it was called. No. It's like you get bad grades, then you get like excommunicated by society. That's more information than I needed. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess and it's just weird because like YouTube's got YouTube Premium. They tried to do the YouTube Red thing, which is basically like high quality YouTubers making like Netflix level content. But it was what it's qualifies all just as like a high YouTube. quality YouTuber? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like it's a high quality thing being made for YouTube, mm. but like there's so much of that. I don't. I mean, there's so many people that just make so much money mm-hmm. off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it doesn't even have to be like a narrative movie or anything like that. Like Hacksmith Industries, they come to mind. They're just like some guys that work in like a steel workshop that just make all kinds of crazy things they made like a real life lightsaber video and they have like 10 million subscribers on youtube and it's like genuinely fun to watch mm-hmm. i i look at that and i see that like it's like i'm watching how it's made on the discovery channel or something like that like my dad mm-hmm. would watch mm-hmm. um but now it's like something that my dad could watch and enjoy but it's on youtube mm-hmm. so and you know it's all does it matter where it is anymore? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, it. I mean, if you're getting hired by a big network to make a television show that's going to be on their platform, yeah, that's obviously that's a big deal. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah. having 10 million subscribers on mm-hmm. YouTube and getting, like, you know, 10 or 12 million views on each of your videos. Yeah. How many... Because we don't see view count on anything on like Netflix or uh, HBO or Hulu or anything. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder if we could see the view count because mm-hmm. obviously they can internally. Mm-hmm. What the numbers would say? Like, mm-hmm. do you think twelve million people were watching each episode of? Well, let's go with Insecure. I don't know. I guess I'm not thinking of it in terms of like numbers and like how can you make the most money or like how can you get the most viewers i think i'm thinking of it of like the creative process is Mm. a lot different for if you're on a network television show versus like if you're a youtube creator that's true and i'm not saying one's better than the other but i think like for someone who has this like really creative vision um like isa right she has this idea and she wants it to get to like mainstream 
platform, I guess, which yes, like YouTube's mainstream platform, but it's, I think things can get buried so easily in YouTube versus like you put it on your TV. It's a grander scale thing. The creative process is different. Now you can bring in writers. You can get more diversity in Hollywood because she's bringing people with her. That's like very diverse and haven't had that opportunity. And so, yeah, that's what I like wonder of like, or I guess that's the point that I'm making of like, do we have, is that still continuing where these YouTubers who are creating great content and yes, it's great on YouTube and I'm not denying that and I'm yeah, sure right, they're right. doing great, but um, giving them like an opportunity to kind of break into Hollywood and bring what makes their content so special to a, to a structure that has maybe excluded them right. prior. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think definitely everything that you're saying makes sense. But I also think like, I don't know. I mean, even if you, if you hire actors, Mm -hmm. especially if they're like a Screen Actors Guild actors, whether it's for a YouTube show or whether it's for like, you know, an HBO show, like they still have the same like union Mm -hmm. um, that they have, that you as somebody that hired them have to abide by. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's all like, it's all just very flexible. It's all, I don't Mm -hmm. know, it's just like, where's the money? You could say that being on a streaming platform like HBO or Netflix is more legitimate, but I think it just kind of depends on where the creator themselves like wants to be. I know that like Corridor, now they make like you know vfx artists react and like stuntmen react and like all this stuff and they used to just make stuff just cool stuff with visual effects on youtube and they came out with a video a few years ago where they said that they wanted to stop trying to breaking stop trying to break into hollywood and stop trying to get like something that they wrote made because, you know, they realized just through that system it wasn't going to work for them and they weren't going to be able to do it. So they just decided, like, let's create, like, our own monetization model on YouTube. And, like, that's when they started, I think, their uh, CorridorDigital.com website where, you know, now they have, like, a you know pay-to-back pay projects and stuff like that uh, type of model that they, you know, just created themselves. And that was their way of saying, like, yeah, we can't get into Hollywood, but also maybe we don't want to. Mm-hmm. And it just worked for them. And now, I mean, they make a ton of money, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> I mean, they get, a, they get like, top talent from the visual effects community and the stuntmen community mm-hmm. to come onto their show because, like, so many people are learning about both of those fields mm-hmm. just from watching their videos. Mm-hmm. And they come out every single week every saturday without fail Mm -hmm. and like we watch it every every week well we haven't watched in a few weeks but like Mm -hmm. we've learned so much and now i can like appreciate things like jackie chan movies or like just the visual effects artistry Mm -hmm. um from watching their videos Mm -hmm. so like i think the industry kind of now full circle likes them Mm -hmm. but Again, like they're not in, you know, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Last thoughts on that. Um, I will say that I did go to the Creative Arts Emmy one, t- Creative Arts Emmys one time as a seat filler, and um, Honest Trailers, which is on YouTube, 
was nominated for like uh, an Emmy. It was like best. It might have been like best web series or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Like web series still get awards. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting on a web series. No, at no, all. I don't think you are. <laughs> I'm just kind of saying like. I guess for those listening that want to break into Hollywood or whatever, just go start making stuff on YouTube, figure out your thing. And Mm -hmm. if you're really all that, then (laughs) then you'll make it in the industry. If you're any good. If you're any good. Yeah. That's so funny. There are people who are good that just are having a hard time getting it through the pipeline. Yeah. But I I do think that there are some people that are like, oh, I'm not going to do the YouTube thing. And like, you know, they think that their talent's so great, but they're not practicing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they get rejected from, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Hollywood jobs. And it's like, well, yeah, you're playing yourself if you're telling yourself that like you have to do that. Like mm-hmm. if you are genuinely passionate about it, get your head out of your butt and get on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's my take. That's your PSA. Yep. Any other thoughts on? <laughs> we kind of went down a rabbit hole, but any thoughts on? Any other thoughts on I mean, Awkward Black Girl? Um, no. Overall, just like really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I was upset to find that um, the the end of season two ends with they Jay and White Jay make up and. Um, White Jay says, I love you. And she's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> right on. And it just ends there. <laughs> and that's it. You know, there's no more of it. So I'm like, oh, no, I want to know like, what happens. <laughs> I wonder if there's like an interview with Issa that somebody's asked, uh-huh. like, what happened between Jay and White Jay? And then she's like, oh, you, they figure it out. I don't, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if that exists out there, but it's up to your imagination. If you want them to work out, it'll, they'll work out okay (laughs) but um just a few last points so one thing i also really love about this um web series is that a lot of the characters in the web series make appearances in insecure that's right i did Um, i did look up the cc actress she she, is like one of the co-workers Mm -hmm. yeah we got y'all yeah she's at we got y'all she plays one of isa's co-workers um, the dude, Darius, who whispers, he's Thug Yoda in Insecure. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, this is a really small cameo, but the girl who, like, is super sick all the time, like, she's always sick and, like, they keep, fi- like, she's fired, but she keeps showing up to work oh, on the yeah, web yeah, series. Yeah. <laughs> <She's fired. laughs> she also makes an appearance in Insecure as a real estate agent when Lawrence is looking for an apartment. Oh. Um, and, yeah, and so there's just, I love... That, and again, another reason to praise Issa because, like, you know, she starts off on, like, YouTube. They don't know what they're doing. You know, these people are, like, volunteering their time and energy, probably receiving either no pay or very little pay. Because I know at some point throughout the web series, they're like, please support us or else we will not be able to make any more episodes. Yeah. Um. So you have these people who have really, like, given their time to help Issa create this show and she doesn't just drop them when she, like, gets this big time, you know, Hollywood deal or whatever. She's like, no, I'm bringing you guys along with me. Like, I wouldn't be here without you guys. And so even if it's just, like, a small part or whatever, um, you know, she really looks out for for the people that she's come across with. And it seems like that's kind of her motto throughout anything that she does is, like, looking out for those who have been there for her and, and kind of giving back to the community where she can. I love that. Yeah. Um. One other thing, 
So (laughs) the wrapping. (laughs) Okay. So the wrapping that is like the best part of my opinion, Insecure and this web series, because I think it's hilarious. And I love that like that's her outlet to like share her emotions. Uh, But the wrapping, she said, was a last minute addition to when she was creating Awkward Black Girl. She said at the time, Nicki Minaj was like a huge thing. And she thought Nicki Minaj's rapping was just hilarious. And so she was like, all right, what if our character just rapped? (laughs) Like, just rap randomly. I mean, it it worked and (laughs) it stuck. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not a bad idea. It's so great. It's what makes it amazing. Good ideas can come from anywhere. (laughs) But yeah, but that's that's all I have for misadventures of awkward black girl the the web series not her book she also has a book called the misadventures of awkward black girl what's in the book what's what's encapsulated in that the book is more of like just a do memoir. we find out what happened between Jay and White Jay? <laughs> i don't think so the book is just like about her life and like her growing up and why she considers herself like an awkward black girl and things oh. like that so it's more of just like this is who i am as a person rather than like following her career that makes sense mm-hmm. well yeah, that's that's everything I had. Cool. If you'd like to move on. Oh yeah, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So I was assigned to watch Rumble in the Bronx. Um. It's funny because I didn't think I had seen this before, <laughs> and then I clicked on it and I was like, Oh no, I've seen this. But I yeah. will say, after I watched it, I had not remembered anything that happened. I don't think I ever, I don't think I finished the movie when I did watch it. I watched it when I got my hair braided. So, like, the volume was low. I didn't catch yeah. things. Yeah. But I just remember, I remember specific scenes. And so I was like, oh, I have seen this before. Regardless, I thought this movie was very fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that again. <laughs> It was a very fun movie. It had me cracking up laughing, which I don't even know if that was what I was supposed to be doing at times, but it had me laughing. And I mean, who, you can't not like a Jackie Chan movie. Like he's just such a lovable person. That's true. And yeah. his talent is amazing. Like yeah. you can't, I, I, I doubt there is a movie of his that I could sit through and be like, I hated this. Yeah. I, I just watched, you know, six Jackie Chan movies in the last few days and I enjoyed every single one mm-hmm. for different reasons mm-hmm. too which is like really saying something yeah yeah he's just he's incredible um so to get into what this movie is about um let me get the characters names because i already forgot them so Did, jackie plays huh no yeah, yeah. oh go ahead um so jackie plays kyung uh-huh. um who re- recently moves to the bronx to help his uncle with this like convenience store that his uncle owns but is selling to a woman named elaine they yes. say it sounds like they say Elena, but like the subtitle said Elaine. It, it just goes back and forth. <laughs> this is okay. So with Jackie Chan movies, like so many of them, mm-hmm. um, it's like it just depends on which movie you're watching, on whether you'll get it in the original Cantonese or if you'll get it dubbed in English. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are weird in between movies like this, where everything's been dubbed over in English. Um, but the original performances were either uh, people speaking English or people speaking Cantonese. So mm-hmm. Jackie's whole the whole time that he's acting, he is acting speaking Cantonese, and mm-hmm. then he overdubbed it mm-hmm. um, with him speaking English. But there are after. parts. There are parts where he's speaking English and it's dubbed in English. Yeah, yeah. Like it that it's, yeah. it goes back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so like this movie only exists, you know, primarily mm-hmm. or I guess not just only exists, but like primarily exists as a movie that's spoken in English. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. But there are other movies that, yeah, it's like um, Wheels on Meals. I just watched okay. that one yesterday. Yeah. I, for the first, I've seen that movie. That was the third time I watched that movie. And the first two times I seen it, it was dubbed in English. And then I always just thought it was dubbed in English. And then when I watched it last night, it was in Cantonese. And I was like, whoa, totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the, the dialogue's relatively the same but it's just like it just it felt like a different movie not Mm -hmm. having like the goofy voices like that one wheels on wheels on meals that one is like jackie chan's voice because it's like early early 80s he's not even doing his own english dub it's like some some random guy and he's like hey what's up oh my gosh and it's like that's not yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah some of the dubs some of the dub in like this movie felt very like child nineties movie, like yeah. very. <laughs> That's but I love that though. Like I, I love hate it. I love that about this movie because it feels so nineties. Like the representation yeah. of New York in the nineties, <laughs> and like that yeah. nightclub that they go to. It looks like oh, the Foot gosh. Clan hideout in t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's like there's graffiti and like mm-hmm. neon and yeah. like. S- smoke machines <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's quite the interesting thing to like visually like vision because i i was i was like looking at their mouths while oh, i'm yeah. also trying to listen while i'm also trying to read the subtitles so it was like such an interesting thing and i'm like okay but he's speaking english but then it's dubbed in english but then two seconds ago he was speaking cantonese but then it was dubbed in english and it was like it was like a puzzle um but regardless yeah yep <laughs> so so yeah so that's essentially so he what's, moved yeah, what's to the, the movie yeah <laughs> i'm like what did i even say he moved to, he moved to the bronx to help his uncle his uncle sells the store to a woman named elaine and elaine's like oh if you could stick around and help me a little bit longer his uncle gets married to a black woman by the way i was like yes go mm-hmm. ahead uncle mm-hmm. we love him uncle uncle bill <laughs> yes <laughs> Jackie's face he was shook he was like this is your wife oh my gosh um that cracked me up but yeah so he stays he stays around while his uncle's on this honeymoon or whatever um to help Elaine with this shop mm-hmm. um it's like so, a grocery store convenience it's like a store. bodega a bodega yeah, yeah a bodega I put on my jewelry just to go to the bodega okay right, anyway moving, moving, <laughs> moving on <laughs> okay so anyway um so yeah so while he's helping Elaine with this shop, there's a run-in with a bunch of, like, gang members. Um, right. And they, they're they trying to steal from the shop, and Jackie's like, I gotta help. And so he starts, like, fighting them, and they, like, run off or whatever. But, of course, this starts, like, a feud between the gang members and Jackie. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Throughout the movie, essentially, these gang members are trying to, like, gang up on Jackie. And at some point, one of the gang members comes across this these group of guys who are, like, doing some sort of, like, deal and finds a bunch of diamonds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, and this gang member, the dude's name is, like, Angelo or something like that. Angelo, yeah. So, yeah. Angelo comes across these diamonds, and he's trying to run away from the dudes who the, had the diamonds. Um, yeah. Okay, wait. Yeah, can we... I feel like we need to make this absolutely clear, because it is even confusing while you're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, these dudes have these diamonds. They're trying to do a deal with these guys in suits. 
mm-hmm. and the guys in suits are in this like limo and whatnot, and they're doing a deal mm-hmm. to sell the diamonds for mm-hmm. a bunch of money, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, and then I guess the deal goes wrong, and the guys that had the diamonds crash into like the side of the street, right. and Angelo, who's one of the gang members that has been messing with Jackie just happens to be there. Yeah. And he snatches the diamonds. Right. Yeah. So he takes the diamonds and he's trying to run away from these dudes in the suits who were, you know, a part of this deal. Sketchiest dudes in suits (laughs) I've ever seen in my life though. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, as he's running away, he kind of like, at the, at that point, Jackie has Danny. Danny's this, so Danny's this neighbor. Um, he's a little kid who's like in a wheelchair, and his sister is actually a part of this gang. But at the, I don't think at this point Jackie knows that. Yeah. Um, and and Jackie kind of has like a little crush on on this girl. I think at this point, right? Uh, well, because he he saw her when they were doing the motorcycle thing, and right. was like kind of looking at her, like, oh, she's cute. I uh, I didn't. I, no, I'm picking up on that. <laughs> oh, maybe that was just me. I, I mean, thought he was interested. They ended in her. up sharing a kiss later in the movie, so yeah, they work their but, way up to that. But I don't, yeah, I don't think you would like started interested. Really, in her. the way no. he looks at her when he when you first are introduced to her, I think he was just curious. Like, no, what's he was her checking deal? her why out. Why she? Why she with these fellows? I he don't was know. smiling. He was checking her out. Okay. I stand by that. <laughs> okay. So Jackie's kind of interested in this girl. Anyway, when all this happens, because again. The people who were doing the deal had this big car crash. They happened to be on the sidewalk when that happened. So Jackie sees all this commotion going on, takes Danny to get him to safety. Yeah. So at some point, Angelo and basically... So, no, let me start over. So Jackie and Danny... He basically picks up Danny out of his wheelchair yeah. and like runs into a, a building, but the wheelchair is still, or runs into a, a room. Right. But the wheelchair is still in the hallway. Right. Angelo comes across this wheelchair, sticks the diamonds in the cushion of it. Yeah. Um, to hide them. To hide them, right. But these, these, is dudes it the police or the dudes in suits? There's the dudes, just dudes in suits. Okay. Yeah. The dudes in suits. Scariest white dudes in suits. I, you know, like, I was like, as soon as you see a bunch of white dudes rolling up in suits and gloves, yeah. you're going to die. <laughs> like, uh-uh. I'm yeah. not messing with that. Yeah. So the dudes in suits catch him. They grab him and take him away so they can figure out what he did with the diamond. Or if he has, they think he has the diamonds. Yeah. Um, uh, Jackie gets the wheelchair out of the hallway, gives it back to Danny. So now... Danny and Jackie have the diamonds, but they don't know. So basically the rest of the movie is everyone's after these diamonds. And right. it's in Danny's wheelchair. It's in the it's cushion. A, yeah, it's in the cushion. <laughs> in the cushion, yeah. But then he gets a new cushion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he gets a new cushion. So the the cushion with the diamonds is like pushed under the couch. Yeah. When he gets this new cushion, his sister buys him the new cushion. Right. Um, so that's essentially <laughs> the movie is like everyone's after these diamonds. Jackie's just like, what the heck's going on? And like fighting everybody. They, they end up figuring out that Danny, that the diamonds were in the cushion. Right. And so, and the dudes in suits kidnap Jackie's, they also find out that Jackie has the diamonds. So they kidnap Jackie's friends. Jackie's friends being the gang members. <laughs> oh, I thought <laughs> like they had, whole... but they had the sister, right? Didn't they? Yeah, but she's part of the gang. I mean, she was. So, like, but at this point, they became friends. Right. They became. <laughs> so there's a whole scene where, like, Jackie is just fed up with these gang members. He goes to their hideout and he just starts kicking butt. Wait. And he just. 
Oh yeah, go ahead. My favorite line in this whole movie is him walking into this little hideout. Yeah. He slams the like boom box. He points and he goes, "You are all garbage." Yeah, yeah. It's like, don't you know that you're the scum of society? Yeah. And then he gets ready to fight. He peels his jacket off. He's got the sleeveless black shirt on. Oh, the and best. He starts kicking butt. The best. He goes so hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love that. But at yeah. the end, he's like, you know, don't you know that you're the scum of society? Like, you know, do something good with yourself. And uh, <laughs> like, I hope the next time we meet, we're not fighting, but we're sharing tea together. <laughs> so that's like when he says that that's when yeah. they become friends they're like friends yeah, yeah. so yeah so then, but then they yeah the gang members get kidnapped yeah it's so. just funny because it just happens mm-hmm. like where he's like i need to save my friends and i'm like wait who are his friends <laughs> oh the the gang members oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so that's the movie at the end jackie works with the police they end up catching the bad guys and yeah. it all goes well i mean uh, we can't just gloss over the hovercraft yes there's a giant hover but like what even is there to say about that other than there is a giant hovercraft that well okay well the dudes in suits work for this guy named white tiger and the dudes in suits at one point like they're trying to steal back the diamonds from jackie they're they're going to meet him jackie's like wired up by the police basically this whole chase ensues um where they're trying to they like hijack uh, a hovercraft like a massive hovercraft and then they just start like they're on a beach and there's like crazy stunts where like there's a woman who's like my baby oh my gosh and he tosses <laughs> he, like, the child he tosses the child it cracks yeah. me up that was my second favorite part of the movie it's <laughs> him chucking this little girl <laughs> yeah but then like it the hovercraft like runs him over on the beach and then he's just like stuck on a stand and gets back up um which like was a real stunt that he did which mm-hmm. is crazy um but then there's a part where like the hovercraft goes over like a lamborghini but then jack ends up getting in the lamborghini and like breaks the doors off of it and but he like sticks this like prop sword in it to the side and uses that like sticking out the left side of the lamborghini to cut the hovercraft like they actually filmed that like that's crazy yeah um and then but then at the end of the movie it's like oh we stopped the guy like the main henchman dude now let's go get white tiger and Mm -hmm. it's this ridiculous scene (laughs) where it's like him and the gang members that he was friends with and Mm -hmm. like the police they're all together on the hovercraft they're like let's go get white tiger and they just like (laughs) run him over yeah they roll up on this golf course (laughs) this guy's like henchmen are getting hit and like flying into trees and stuff and it's like that's and then that's the end of the movie (laughs) yes yes sorry i just i had to say something about that because it is just so like jarring when you're watching (laughs) yeah so that brings me to my overall thoughts and i just wrote this movie is chaotic (laughs) (laughs) it's a little bit complicated to follow it's a lot going on it's just, yeah, it's just stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that the plot is a bit lacking in terms of, like, a focus and in terms of, like, motivation behind people's actions, particularly, like, with the gang members. Like, when they are first kind of fighting with Jackie, there's really 
no reason that they're fighting with him aside from like clearly this is a jackie chan movie just, and we need to see him fight i mean they're and just so. fed up with him you know they've been he's been getting in their way <laughs> but still after so many run-ins like yes that makes sense like the first part right they're like oh you like made us look bad like we're gonna fight you and you're like okay oh, cool yeah. but then they like throughout the movie keep popping up on yeah him, yeah and it's like okay like this is old why like why is this happening yeah no i do have a note where i wrote that like there's these uh these hooligans are so hell-bent on beating him up that they um they followed him to the top of a parking structure yeah. and like pushed a truck full of balloons off of the parking structure <laughs> and into the street yeah um which is like yeah okay they're clearly <laughs> taking this way too far exactly it's like at some point you're like this is you're doing a lot for what and it's for just a like, and jackie it's really, chan but exactly movie. that's what i mean it's yeah. like there's no if you want if you're looking for a movie that has like actual motivations behind people's actions this isn't it this is literally just for you to see jackie fight yeah <laughs> and it's so much fun oh it, i'm not doubting that i'm not doubting that at all i'm just saying what's like, there to doubt did you think it was fun <laughs> it's definitely fun but yeah, but I was like, okay, we could at least get a little kind of a story here. And then once all the diamond stuff happened, I was like, all right, we're switching to a, this is a yeah, whole separate it, yeah, movie. It does become yeah. like a different movie halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, so my big thing here is like, of course we know Jackie is amazing and just like so talented with how he does stunts, how he fights, all of that. And I'm like, do people give enough credit to the like stunt people who are no. fighting with him? Because like he oh. moves so fast. He's such a like he moves so quickly. I'm like the people who are also fighting him, who are having to do that choreography as well, are just as talented. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I would be getting smacked left and right. Yeah, I mean, so his in his older movies, his stunt team, like he had, he just has like the same stunt team. So all of those dudes are like super talented. Um, and he just works with this. He was working with all the same guys. Um, definitely for this movie, because this movie was like the first movie that really broke him out into um, America, like for American audiences. And so it was actually made in Vancouver, um, which I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But um, so he did have to kind of teach the people that he was working with on like filming the choreography and whatnot how to fight Hong Kong style. That's kind of reportedly what he said. Um, but uh, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, just kind of side note: they filmed this in Vancouver, despite it being placed in uh, New York, and. <laughs> Uh, apparently there are like parts where there's like hills in the background which like there just are not hills in the background in new york at all um but they just kind of said you know whatever let's just focus on the action yada yada and you know it worked mm -hmm. yeah yeah it makes sense i'm like i mean jackie chan is amazing but like let's not forget these people who are also working with him oh yeah i mean <laughs> because that's that's some talent right there yeah i mean stunt people don't really get their due like there's no best stunt award in for like the oscars or anything despite mm -hmm. them being like they're like the only department that doesn't get that kind of like mainstream accolade mm -hmm. which like i mean it kind of makes sense why they wouldn't because you don't want to like give people an award for like most putting your life at risk mm -hmm. kind of thing like because then people might just want to up the ante and it's like mm. you know giving them 
that like extra like leverage to do crazy like do yeah crazy well it, i mean it's kind of like it's like encouraging like dangerous behavior despite mm-hmm. the fact that like we profit off of mm-hmm. the people who are willing to put their lives at risk for crazy stunts mm-hmm. but like tom cruise also i mean he you know he doesn't need the accolade or whatever he's just like let's just do some crazy stunt and like, mm-hmm. like let's just do it and he gets hurt and you know mm-hmm. he's kind of like jackie chan in that sense mm. I mean, in that sense, I don't know. It's like, let us not compare him to Jackie Chan. That is doing a disservice to Jackie Chan. Oh <laughs> um, that was that. And so, some other notes that I had. These are more specifically on characters, specific characters. I thought Danny. So Danny's a little kid, as I mentioned before, he is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um. There is a part where like he's like talking about his sister or he's yeah, he's talking about his sister to Jackie and then his sister kind of comes into the room because his sister is like not really around a lot and it seems like really all he has is his sister. Um, and so he's talking about how it, he's like sad because she's like never home and all this stuff and she happens to be in the house and hears it and comes in the room and is like crying and hugs him and whatever. <laughs> but he's like talking to Jackie. He's like, this is my sister. She's pretty. And then... <laughs> he's like well not right now yeah and he's just he's so funny and like just such a sweetheart yeah that beautiful character that kid is a darling he um there's jackie gives him a a game gear Mm -hmm. which is like it's so random he's like oh i gave him my old video game um and he gives him a game gear and i i used to have a game gear um which like you know i'm one of five people Mm-hmm. that had that thing but uh what's so funny is to see danny like playing with it and enjoying it and there's no game cartridge in it like <laughs> there's so clearly mm-hmm. no game cartridge in it but he's like yeah all right pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> cute oh. yeah adorable yeah it's um, one of those goofs <laughs> yeah so jackie's character obviously kyung i love jackie chan i think he's so adorable so there's that um, one character I want to focus on, cause I feel like by the end gets so overlooked, but uh-huh. yet she took the most hits and that's Elaine. Elaine. Yeah. Because her poor store. Oh my gosh. The gang members, the men in suits, they destroyed her store multiple times. And yeah. like the second time it's like the store was unsalvageable. Unsal- well, the, yeah, the, the gang members just, like, destroy the inside and, like, stuff like that. Right. But then the dudes in suits that, they, to, like, threaten Jackie, they, like... Destroyed the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. They, like, <laughs> put hooks up and stuff on, like, a tow truck or something yeah. and just pulled the whole thing down. Yes. Including, because, like, her home is, like, attached to yeah. it. And so she's, like, sitting on the toilet just like out in the open because so, they ruined it. Again, I would not want to mess with these dudes in these suits because they... I like yeah what <laughs> wild but the thing that upset me the most is at the end we don't get any like reconciliation with her and her store that's yeah and that, i'm like i hope the girl has insurance because like how do you bounce back from this financially yeah, like, yeah. she just bought this store yeah that's the thing that if, if i've learned anything in the last few days from watching six jackie chan movies it's that they don't do endings like <laughs> <laughs> Like, they just don't, um, you know, they try their best to kind of wrap up all the story threads before, but then basically it's like once the final fight sequence is over and done with, they wrap it up 
almost immediately. <laughs> it's they're not trying to say like, wow, yeah, and then like this is what happened. It's like, nope. Like we won, so everybody's good, cool, end. Done. Oh yeah. my goodness. Excuse me, sorry. Had a lot of spark in the water. Um, yeah, so poor Elaine, I I hope her shop's okay, even though she's fictional. Um, but the last thing I have to say is that I loved at the end, they have like a an injury reel is what I called it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which you, I hate to say that I loved that, but... Like it, a blooper reel? Yeah, it's like yeah. a... But it was literally just like Jackie Chan getting injured yeah, yeah, <laughs> a yeah. bunch. The, uh, he does that for all of his movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I know... Well, honestly, the only like... Jackie Chan movies I've really seen are Rush Hour movies, but I know they're in that too. At the end, oh like, really? Yeah, at the end they show him like oh, mess they do up show, and like, like yeah, yeah. yeah um, but I mean, every single one of his movies, like it'll just be a montage of like stunts yeah. just gone wrong or like yeah. just bloopers in general. Yeah. What amazed me though, without fail. Yeah. What amazed me though was like I didn't realize how much of some of the stuff he actually did. And so like the part where he's like he's water a... skiing on his shoes, yeah. I was like, "There's no way!" And then they literally yeah, show him it. do it. Well, <laughs> I mean, he does all of his own stunts. So, but that seemed like impossible no like, yeah that's that's the thing about that particular stunt it's like what you can't like you can't, you can't do, do that, that. Yeah. and then like no, here he, he is it. doing yeah. it with a, i kid you not with a broken leg yeah, by yeah. The way. he like broke his leg he's got this big cast on so he sticks this sock over his cast that looks like the shoe that he's wearing on yeah. his other foot that was nuts i was like he's insane yeah wow. he just keeps going how he just wouldn't stop oh my god gosh i love that that's wild um but yeah that's really all that i had for this movie i thought it was really fun i will definitely be watching some more jackie chan movies in the future all right and so yeah okay i guess the final uh looking at my notes here some fun facts uh the girl that plays nancy who is the uh, uh the da- gang girl the gang girl that he ends up kissing that's uh danny's sister um that actress francois yip that was her first uh first role ever and she was told by her casting agency that they needed a chinese woman that could speak chinese ride a motorcycle and dance but apparently she couldn't do any of those things (laughs) um and she showed up and she got the role I feel like that's how it is. And like, did she say she could and she just like couldn't, or like, I don't, did I don't she just know. show up? Like, I can't do those. I but. didn't find that detail, but oh. yeah, I, I mean, just so said, like, many she actors do lie. Any of those, so yeah, <laughs> she, but she showed up. She got the role. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. I think that's pretty much everything I had. Um, I I do want to mention like this movie is like lighthearted and fun, but I also don't know that I would show like there are Jackie Chan movies that I would show to like my kids because they're like, they're fun. And it's like, yeah, fun Jackie Chan movie. Like I watched so many Jackie Chan movies when I was a kid, which is why I have this like appreciation for it. Um, but this one, I don't know if I would show it to my kid as like an intro Jackie Chan movie, even though I think this works really well as like an intro Jackie Chan movie. I don't think I would show this to a kid just because it's like, surprisingly one of the most violent movies mm-hmm. that i think he's ever done mm-hmm. like those dudes in suits like shoved a dude into a wood chipper at mm-hmm. one part i don't know if you recall mm-hmm. and then the guy 
that like saw the guy get put into a wood chipper is sent back to the gang hideout with the dude's remains in a plastic garbage bag. And then like when everybody finds out like that guy's dead, they're like puking in garbage cans and stuff. Cause that's mm-hmm. like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That part was a little like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but aside from that, um, great movie. Mm-hmm. I love this one. Yeah. So of all of the six movies that I watched, um, I, well, I'll just quickly go through. I watched this. Uh, I watched Police Story. I watched uh, Project A, Wheels on Meals, Drunken Master, and Armor of God. So between all of those, I would probably rank this one third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number one being Police Story. I think that's probably his best movie. Um, but we'll see. I still got to watch like all the sequels and things. Um, second best was probably, uh, shoot. Uh, no, was it drunk armor? Of, maybe armor of God. Armor of God was insane. I don't want to get into all that, mm-hmm. but I watched it last night. It's like a cross between Indiana Jones and James Bond, mm-hmm. but like way more brutal and the bad guys getting up to like way sketchier stuff than a, like just doing like Bond villain stuff while also being like Indiana Jones. Um, that one was a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah. And then rumble in the Bronx and then probably rumble in the Bronx and drunken master. I think I would tie, but like, again, I liked all these movies for very, very different reasons. Um, and that's, what's so fun about watching a bunch of Jackie Chan movies is that like, they're not all the same some of his series do have a lot of sequels like police story there's like four of those and um there's two project a movies there's two armor of god movies so like you know there's there's two drunken master movies um apparently drunken master 2 people say that's like his best one but i haven't seen it yet so we'll see but anyway just love jackie chan he's he's a legend Mm -hmm. it's great Mm mm-hmm yeah, and it's, it's good to see homage paid to him um, in things like Shang Chi and stuff. Mm-hmm. Though I don't, I do, I do feel like watching his movies that like we just don't see action choreography like that anymore. Um, I think the closest I can come to saying like that I've seen like this level of good action choreography was in like Everything Everywhere All at Once because of those mm-hmm. two those two um, brothers. They also worked on Shang-Chi. Um, I'd say they're kind of like the uh, like the next generation of like mm-hmm. stuntmen pushing the envelope in uh, just like mainstream Hollywood. Well, um, will there ever be anyone that's as good as like Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee or even like Michelle Yeoh? Like I feel like Michelle Yeoh is like yeah. phenomenal, but I, will anyone ever be able to do I don't know. that? I, again, I, I don't know if anybody will, but... Right now, I'd say it's those two dudes um, have the reins, mm-hmm. and it's kind of we'll have to wait and see like where their careers take them. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I want to get their names, but I don't want to focus too much on it, so we can move along. Okay. Well, I think we are at our assignments at this point. All right. Well, go like- ahead. Okay. Um, I'm going to assign you a very fun movie. Um, I want something easy, something a bit lighthearted. 
So I want to assign you Whip It. Sorry, Whip that came it. out <laughs> came out weird. Whip It. Whip It. The, with uh, Elliot Page. Elliot Page. Yeah, uh-huh. Drew Barrymore, Kristen Wiig, the whole gang. Okay, yeah, I've never seen that movie. It's going to be super fun. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I found the guys' names. Andy Lay and Brian Lay. Mm. Um, so I'm happy to see where, where their careers take them. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so... I've been noticing a trend in what I've been assigning you. Uh, it started with Escape from New York. Um, so there was a such hyper hyper masculine movies. <laughs> well, that's like all the movie recommendations I have. Unfortunately, <laughs> I was looking through. I'm like, it's really hard to switch things up when I pick movies because the, I realize they're all action movies, mm-hmm. um, which speaks to I guess what I like to watch. But um, yeah, interesting. I was literally but, thinking about this. I was like, I want to challenge you to pick like. A girl empowered a girl movie, or like a female empowered movie. movie. Like you have to have mm. seen something. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> that's not what you're gonna get uh, right now. Okay, so um, yeah, so there was Escape from New York, and then we we did Hunter X Hunter, which in I was I talked about how that there's a, a really good arc in that called the York New city arc which is like new york city but york new huh um and then we just watched rumble in the bronx so keeping on that new york theme for some random reason uh i'm gonna give you die hard with a vengeance which is it's not christmas no no no. this is die hard three die hard one and two those are christmas movies die hard three not a Christmas movie. Oh my gosh. So I'm skipping the second one? You're skipping the second one. You don't need to watch it in order to watch Die Hard 3. Die Hard 3 is better than the second one anyway. Second one's still good, but you don't, you just, you just don't need to watch it in order to enjoy Die Hard 3. Die Hard 3 was my first Die Hard. So, mm-hmm. but you do need to watch, to fully understand Die Hard 3, you do need to watch Die Hard 1, but you do not need to see Die Hard 2. I'm not bagging on Die Hard 2. I'm mm-hmm. just saying you don't need to watch it in order to watch Die Hard 3. Mm-hmm. At all. You can go back and watch Die Hard 2 after seeing this, and it'll be no different. Okay. There you go. All right. There you go. So, uh, whip it and Die Hard with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. I can't say I'm very excited about Die Hard. What? But Why not? I mean, the first one was interesting, but like, oh, another, another Bruce Willis shooting people. <laughs> Just... This one's good. This one's good. It's got Samuel L. Jackson in it, and he's really good in it. I mean, he's good in everything he does. He's Sam Jackson. Yeah, but he's like Samuel L. Jackson said that this his character in this movie is most like his personality in real life. Okay. I would argue that probably a lot of his characters are like that, um, <laughs> but it's a good one. It's a classic. People like this one. Okay. All right. I'll go at it with an open mind. Okay. And then I'll stop assigning you New York related things. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.